Hello, welcome to Curious Church Podcast. Ho, 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 ho. The Christmas edition. Yay. <laughs> Today's Curious Church Podcast is filled with, well, singing. I'm not going to say good singing. <laughs> it's, it's filled with, uh, might as well just join in. No, you're supposed to keep talking. You can't resist a good Charlie Brown song. Background. A moment right there of Sid's face. He's mid mid talking. He realizes I'm missing. I'm missing. I'm missing. How can I not sing? Kevin joined in. That was it. How can I not join in too? Well, we're doing a bunch of segments for our Curious Church podcast Christmas edition. Yes. There is no kind of extended conversation about anything. This whole thing's kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. To some listeners, probably sadness, there's no Apple Talk segment, oh. which has been a big Cider. hit. Cider and Christmas. Cider we can talk. go there. Yeah. Cranberry. Yeah, been, Apple Talk has been a humongous hit with our listeners. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's just not room for it. Yeah. The so, Apple industry has been weighing in too, I hear. <laughs> so our Christmas Apple gift, Talk will be back. Yeah, of course, in the new year. Yeah. Our Christmas gift, of course, is all these segments, which we know everyone loves, the silly side of the podcast. <laughs> but also, we have a first-time recurring guest with us. You might have already heard his voice. Who is it, Sam? His name is Dr. Reverend <laughs> Kevin Adams. <laughs> Woo! Thank you. Thank you very much. This is uh, the highest honor of my life today, <laughs> my young life, that I get to come back yeah, so yeah. soon. This is our second, yeah. Yes, of course. You and you're a busy man, too. It's not like we can just walk down the hall and try and <laughs> ask you to come in. No, it's, it's much of, more elaborate than that. Yes. So we have, for this podcast, we have four gifts that we'd like to give our listeners. They're placed neatly under the tree. And the first one is that we're going to unwrap for you. Is Christmas beef. I like chicken and turkey with cheddar. I like a tofu burger, but bacon is better. So what's your Christmas beef? I'd like to hear Matt's Christmas beef. Oh. I make this one juicy. I mean, I really struggled with this. So we knew that we were going to do a Christmas beef segment. I was like, I, I kind of like almost everything about Christmas. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing the others to find out what I might actually not like so much about Christmas. But the one thing, because I've been thinking about this because I just wrote a blog post on it, is that it is the hard part about this season is that we're so busy. What I really want is a way, and this is just part of the impossibilities of being human, a way to have all of the Christmas parties and Christmas joy and also not have the frenzied hurry that comes with all of that. And I don't know, I don't think it's possible. I think part of the season is probably just recognizing like this is who we are, but that's kind of my, that's my only beef really with the season. I like all the other stuff. I just wish I could pack in all the stuff and also kind of have rest and the waiting spirit that Advent calls for at the same time. I don't know. You guys feel like you have mastered this? It is. There's some irony to December being like the most impatient months uh, in terms of ever, the rest of our lives, but in terms of the church life, you you're trying to be patient. I mean, I guess there's impatience too to waiting, right? Because you're saying come. Hmm. So maybe you should embrace the frantic nature of Christmas and have it be 
more of a instead of resting like i'm waiting be for the anxious huh. anxious yeah join in the anxiety oh, okay. <laughs> embrace it. oh come oh come emmanuel <laughs> <laughs> just get yeah get frantic get hyper get frantic. do whatever you have to do get pushy okay that's great advice guys thank you <laughs> <laughs> Should I do do we my... always do that with beefs. We try to fix each other's beefs. <laughs> don't, well, don't fix my beef. Okay. I think it's fine the way it is. You want to hear it? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was at Starbucks, and this is maybe isn't necessarily Starbucks. This is not necessarily a Christmas beef, although it is because I'm going to make it. I mean, we're talking about Christmas, but it's basically when you go to Starbucks and I order like a coffee, right? Like it's simple, but then usually you're stuck behind what seems like one or two people or three people. You think, okay, I'm third in line. Unfortunately, the person in front of you is ordering 20 drinks oh. for their office. Let that be oh. an example, an Animals. inspiring example for you, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my beat. Join the it's revolution. Like, oh, man. What's Just your- order, your, order one drink for you and then tell your, I don't know, office mates to... So you would rather the visual... <laughs> It's like 20 people in front of you because their whole office came. Basically, their whole office is there and embodied in, in one and person. And now you have like 21 people in front so of you. So like, it's not three people drinks. in front of me. It's like 40 people in front of me. So it's a little bit deceiving. And they're ordering like, you know, 10 Frappuccinos and like, give me a, I don't know. Since, since this is the spirit of Christmas and we're trying to fix beefs, <laughs> my advice would be you ask every person in line how many drinks they're ordering <laughs> as soon as you or, or you take a number when well, you yeah, walk yeah. into Starbucks. I have seven drinks I'm yeah. going to order. Like, well, they could even do it kind of cute, like little chalkboard like signs or something that everyone holds. With drinks. <laughs> I'm ordering 50 drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's my beef. Thank you very much. Generosity very is your sympathetic. beef. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. being kind. My beef, not knowing I was going to have a beef when I came in, is what it's like. Matt's the first thing that comes to my mind is lines. Like oh. Oh. I just, I'd make a terrible communist, yeah. right? Because I don't like <laughs> lines. I, I don't know if I'd, I'd say bread or line. I don't know which I'd oh. rather not have. Um, I just don't like being in lines, like at Disneyland or Universal mm-hmm. Studios or Starbucks. <laughs> I, maybe that's part of it. Or on, then, on the road, right, too. Or, or on in the your road. car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And what Christmas goes through your mind day. when you're in a line? Give us a little bit of that inner dialogue. I don't want to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's still my inner five-year-old okay. self. Yeah, I'd that's funny. Because it's kind of um, my, my inner dialogue is get out of my way, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different side of you, Boo! Sam. <laughs> Boo! All you people. I think this is a mark of someone who wants to get so who wants to get stuff done because probably you, I feel I, I when I'm in line I feel a little helpless like yeah. I feel a little useless. There's nothing I could be doing. Waste. There's some waste. There's involved. waste. It feels like waste. You could be tweeting I, because even even if you're at home and if you're wasting, you could at least be napping or resting or doing right. something to energize yourself. Multitasking something. But when you're in line, you got to still be paying attention. You got to be on your feet usually. Right. Yeah, it does feel a waste. That's where the car example is a great one because especially if you're in line in a, on a highway. 
Yeah, I guess the exception yeah. is if you have Curious Church podcasts. Oh, this is wonderful use of a line. And <laughs> that's like a blessed moment, right? It's <laughs> like I know miracle. what I'll do. Yeah. Everyone who's this listening, just Christmas just be miracle. encouraged because Kevin's inner dialogue is just very kind. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very just very gen- it's very gentle. The rage factor is like at a one. Yeah. Maybe you can inspire me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm underplaying it. Let's talk about this some more. It's like you turn <laughs> about yourself. Deeper. I don't want to be here. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's so well, nice. And you're like, get out of my. Sam's like, get out of my way. Get out of my way. Everyone was like, show me how many Starbucks drinks you're ordering. (laughs) That's right. Should we talk about incompetent cashiers or something (laughs) like that as a way to feed the line? Matt, do you have anything to say about that? Don't get me started. Don't get bad memories. Okay, have a very specific beef. Ready? Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. (laughs) There is not a worse song I believe that's ever been written. I kind of like that than song. That song. <laughs> I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I love that's all music right now. I have an open mind and an open heart to all music, but there's something about that song that is so grating and so awful. I just can't give I us can't stand give it. us what give us some it? details. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like a about jazz it. version of it. I feel like a producer in 1984 or whatever. Paul McCartney needed a little extra dough. And he producers like Christmas music. That, that's the way you get do, on the Paul. train. Yeah. Right. Whatever you want to do, make some money. He goes in, he writes that, quote unquote, writes that song in about four seconds. And then it gets immediate airplay because it's Paul McCartney and it's got jingle bells in it. <laughs> na, na, na. Na, na, na. <laughs> na, if only you listeners could see Aaron's face right now. Yeah. I'll make your trip to Target miserable. He wants you. That was a hot beef. That was a steaming hot beef. You're in line listening to that song. Oh, how do you feel? Yeah. How do you feel if you're in line and that comes over like and you've been waiting in line 45 minutes? You're now third from the front, and it's a Starbucks. Oh, that could be a bad combination of beefs that we all have. We have another gift that we'd like to unwrap. This one's called Oliverisms. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. If you listened to before, you know that Oliverisms comes from this poem by Mary Oliver. Pay attention, be astonished, tell about it. So it's much more hopeful than the beef. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the beef. Oliverisms. Yeah. Do you want to go first? You seem excited, Aaron. Uh, sure. I'll go first. Great. We were, um, family and I were in San Diego the week of Thanksgiving. We had off and, and road tripped down there. We had a, a great a great time. And we stayed not far from Balboa Park, if you know, any, if you know sure. San Diego at all. So it's just a gorgeous city. And there's this huge um, civic park. And it's got the zoo in it and some other things. Um, and, um, each morning before we'd start our day kind of all together before the kids woke up, uh, my wife and I would take turns running and we were actually within, we were close enough that we could just run to the park and run around the park and come back. And, uh, there is a significant, I think, um, homeless population in San Diego, which is kind of understandable where the weather's perfect. But I, I, I found, and I think many of them are kind of spend their nights around in or around the park. And there's a very interesting community of uh, other runners or people taking walks or walking their dogs and people pushing shopping carts uh, around the park. And it's 
it was it was almost beautiful how everybody was kind of just deciding that this, this is how they were going to live together. Um, and maybe it's not ideal when you're homeless, but I found a lot of um, just kind of uh, police kind of doing their morning thing and they weren't kicking people out. Um, they were just like checking on people. Wanna so you see in. them get out of their squad car and put their latex gloves on and, you know, hey, morning, Harry, how's it going? Yeah. And there's another truck. Um, I think it was just a, a regular city truck, but just checking on the tents and, um, and actually one of the mornings we were there was Thanksgiving morning. Um, and Jelaine said when she went for her run that two, there were two apparently homeless guys who said happy Thanksgiving to her. So I thought that was beautiful. And that, that was, it was one of those moments where you're in a world that is so different from yours, but you still have this, this, this love for this community and uh, kind of a mutual respect and or at least tolerance for each other. So I found that to be kind of inspiring. I was kind yeah. of astonished by it. That's great. That's a great one. Yeah, I was thinking about Christmas and, you know, maybe crudely put, sometimes talked about as Jesus's birthday. And so I was thinking about birthdays a little bit. My birthday happens to be the day after Christmas. So there's always a link with the two for me. But one of the interesting things about birthdays, particularly as an adult, is they're kind of days in which you just celebrate the person. Um, but it struck me that Christmas, we really s focus on Jesus as a baby, like we're not thinking, we do kind of think about his whole life, but that kind of comes in the seasons that follow, especially when we're thinking about the church calendar. And at Christmas, we really focus on celebrating his birth and what he is as a baby. No crying he makes. No crying he makes, <laughs> right. But I was just struck by that fact that this, the church has decided that we need to give a day to a baby. And there's something just about the sort of uh, pregnant, if you'll allow me to use that word, possibility of new life. I've had several friends who have had children this last year, and I remember having conversations like, isn't it just crazy that we have no idea what she's going to do, what she's going to be like when she grows up? And so there's just something so hopeful, I think, uh, in focusing this kind of one day on a baby and there's a sense in which kind of any child has this ability uh not to be christ but to sort of be little christs in our world and that's just such a rich and wonderful mm. thing to meditate on and christmas led me that place that's rich thanks sam <laughs> <laughs> well my oliverism is uh i was at another coffee shop <clears throat> and uh, there was a guy there was a guy uh, is at Barnes and Noble and they have like a cafe or whatever and there was a guy in front of me who was ordering hot chocolate and for some reason I think he had a bit of a uh, mental disability to, to some degree small and he was ordering hot chocolate and then he he used his card and it wasn't working and he was getting kind of upset but not like in a violent way but you could tell he was having inner inner anger and the cashier lady kind of recognized this, like what was happening, the situation. And she said, you know what? We're just going to give you a hot chocolate today. And I know that you'll figure out your card problems later, but here's a hot chocolate. And I just thought, oh, that's just such a kind moment mm -hmm. that in a world that seems so violent and so mean, it's like you get this little picture of this kind of human interaction and this little kindness moment. So, hmm. wow. I like those moments, like the happy Thanksgiving moment right. where it's you, th that can, that 
that can compensate for so much evil. I feel like mm. that's around us. It's just there's so much power in those. You would think, oh, this is not that big of a deal, but it, it is. Kevin, beautiful, simple moment. Yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind is um, I have several friends who are grieving significant others in their lives. So in a couple of cases, it's a child. In a couple of cases, it's a parent. And um, in a couple of cases, it's a spouse. And this is going to be their first Christmas mm -hmm. without this person. And in some cases, it's their second Christmas without this person. And I think the bravery I see in them, the 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 hurt, the the vacuum, the the grieving, the loss, but the bravery of walking into and through all that grief and loss rather than um, self-medicating or dodging it or a hundred things they could do. They're really walking into the grief um, in some cases for the second or third time. <clears throat> and that, I just think that's, I'm astonished by that. I, I admire that on uh, so many levels in so many ways. And maybe partly because my own grandpa died on Christmas day oh, wow. when I was three. And I remember uh, growing up, I don't remember that event so much, as I remember every Christmas at some point, my mom would get a little wistful look in her eye. And as a kid, you don't really process this exactly. You just think, mom, it's, uh, you're not singing the Paul McCartney song or whatever, right? <laughs> this is, you're not doing with this good so, with this good reason. Um, but you should get this little bit wistful, faraway look in her eye. And then I knew it, well, after a few years, I knew what was coming. She's going to reflect on her dad, hmm. my grandpa, a little bit. And so, and in some ways, it goes back to what Matt said. You know, you ask the pastor, you get one of these uh, kind of connections. But so this baby comes to die so there's there's kind of a sense of loss built into every Christmas on mm -hmm. some level. But anyway, just the bravery these folks show who embrace that, um, not as something they desire, but as part of their story, owning it and walking into it. And um, yeah, I'm just, I, those kinds of folks doing that kind of healthy grieving, real, I really admire them. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we Sam, have a, what's that? What's that under the tree? <laughs> <laughs> it's our third gift, our third present, which is a Christmas quiz Ooh. that I have created myself. So this is for you guys. This okay? is original. Are we competing? What are the rules of the quiz? Or well, just okay. So here we the go. The reward at the end. Yeah, there's a um, there's a, a huge present that you'll win. Okay, ready? Question number one in the book, The Vindication of Christmas printed in London, 1652. It makes note of old English Christmas traditions such as dinner, roasted apples on a fire, card playing, dancing, old father Christmas, and what? A, carol singing. B, smoking pipes. C, fireworks. D, straight up drinking. Or E, a Christmas quiz. <laughs> 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 so are we answering this together? Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah, just pick yeah. which one you think is right. Oh. I think drinking. That seems like something that they'd be... Okay. See, I, I would... It's, if it's British culture, I'm going to think they didn't need to name drinking. They would have been doing drinking anyway. <laughs> so I'm going to say smoking pipes because okay. there's something Christmassy about tobacco in a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I agree with Kevin. Fireworks feels a little... 1652? I just have a question mark about fireworks, but smoking pipes is right. Well, you're all wrong. The correct answer is a Christmas quiz. 
No, <laughs> no it's not. Okay, <laughs> just not. joking. The correct answer is carol singing. Oh, oh come on, people. Okay, okay. okay. okay you'll like this next one. Okay, ready? So, so far, you all have zero points. Yeah. This could really come down to someone winning with one, one. point. Okay. <laughs> In colonial America, the pilgrims of New England disapproved of Christmas. Can you believe that? Yep. The Plymouth pilgrims put their loathing for the day into practice in 1620 when they spent their first Christmas day in the new world doing what? A, working. B, sleeping. C, making love. <laughs> doesn't sound very pilgrim. <laughs> D, doing yoga. Or E, digging holes. Digging holes. That's way too specific <laughs> to not be true. <laughs> I was going to say working until the digging holes. So, yes, I'm, I'm with Aaron. Digging, digging holes. holes. I'm going to go with working, just in case that's a red hair. No one wanted to pick making love? No. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is working. Yes. Oh! Oh! Well, digging digging what a holes protest. Is working. What a protest. <laughs> that's right. Okay, number three. Christmas fell out of favor in the United States after the American Revolution when it was considered a what? A, a display of excessive merriment. B, an English custom. C, a burden of expense. D, a holiday for the privileged. Or E, simply a lot of work. It's got to be uh, English, English custom. Was that B? Yeah, that yeah. was B. I'm going to go out on a limb and agree with Aaron again. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Say, down with the, it, what was that was the, my own thought. Was he beat me to expense it. Expense one? Oh, a burden of expense. Yeah, I'm going to go with that one. The correct answer is an English custom. Oh, yeah. Oh, so we're all tied. Yes. <laughs> one, one, one. <laughs> one, one, one. Okay, here we go. Charles Dickens influenced many aspects of Christmas sure. with his book, A Christmas Carol, yep. that are celebrated today in Western culture, such as family gatherings, seasonal food and drink, dancing games, and a festive generosity of spirit. A prominent phrase from the tale, blank, was popularized following the appearance of the story. A, so what was the phrase? A, Merry Christmas. B, God bless us, everyone. C, Baby got back. <laughs> D. Feliz Navidad. <laughs> e. Would you like fries with that? <laughs> I say that every Christmas. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with God bless us, everyone. Okay. Well, that's obviously from the book, but I think the that's not as popular as Merry Christmas. I think Merry Christmas maybe came out of that novel. That's what I'm saying. Aaron and I have never <laughs> been so in chorus with each other. I'm going with Aaron all the way on the this The correct Merry answer Christmas. is Merry Christmas. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, is that two, yeah, two, one? Right. Yeah. Okay, Matt's got one. Aaron's got two. Kevin's got two. We got two questions Unless left. you count the working and hole digging as the same. Then no, we have no, three. No, it doesn't. Okay. They were different. Okay. An image of the British royal family with their blank at Windsor Castle created a sensation when it was published in the Illustrated London News in 1848. Uh -huh. A modified version of this image was published in the United States in 1850, and by the 1870s, it had become common in America. What was, what was, what was with the British royal family? Okay, an image of the royal British family with their blank at Windsor Castle. A, a Christmas tree. B, dogs and guns. <laughs> C, horse and sleigh. D, stockings mm. over the fireplace. Oh. E, bicycles. Or F, a 10-layer fruitcake. 
what thought was, tree what was while with- you were reading it, but then I like stockings. I'm going to go stockings. Well, I was going to agree with Aaron again, but just <laughs> just to go out on a different limb, I'm going to say... Um, dogs and guns. Dogs and guns. <laughs> yes, that's what yeah? I'm going to say. Okay. Yes. I feel like stockings is kind of beneath a crown. Uh, I'm going to go with Christmas tree. The correct answer is Christmas tree. Oh. oh. Okay. Okay. Tied up again. This is the last one. Ooh, tiebreaker. All right. And it's worth 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's extra credit. Instead of Santa Claus, the Scandinavian version of Santa is, is sometimes depicted as a blank. A, snowflake. B, gnome. C, robot. D, pirate. Or E, talk show host. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with pirate. Because you can just imagine a Scandinavian pirate, can't you? <laughs> With a patch over his eye. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's gnome, <laughs> right? Point. It's gnome. Points. It's gnome, I think, right? I'm going to go with gnome as well. Oh, come on. It's a pirate. You have to, we should all do something the different. The correct answer so one of us wins. is pirate. Is it pirate? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's actually not. Oh, sorry, Kevin. Oh, oh, I'm so excited for, for a second. Suddenly been squelched. <laughs> the correct answer is gnome. 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 So I think you guys are tied for first place. There has to be a playoff or a, or a thumb war. A thumb war. Give us a tiebreaker question, Sam, off the top of your head. Okay, here's one. When I was <laughs> seven years old, I walked out of my bedroom into our living room, and there before me was what the sun christmas day yeah, or your it was birthday like a present. Or, yeah. it was a christmas okay. present a christmas present seven and, years old and what was for it? you or the family for me we yeah. just had it's like short answer there's no multiple choice. there's just film skateboard the, is that your final answer yeah skateboard seven years old uh some kind of game system okay you're both wrong yeah well that doesn't break our <laughs> try tie. again try it's again. closer guess again um, a guitar nope you are, oh, <laughs> I play? Oh, Maybe already. I can make up some points. Uh, uh, is it an outside toy or an inside outside. toy? Outside. It couldn't be wrapped. It was so big. A bike. Wagon. Bike. Bike. Was it a bike? Aaron, wow. Matt is victorious. Oh. Great Christmas quiz, guys. Let's do it every year. Let's do it every year. What's that under the let's tree? Make it a reg- hey, let's, um, let's unwrap this present here. Under the tree, it's called My Two Cents. <laughs> so this segment's called My Two Cents, and we have each two sentences to say something about this topic that we're going to pull out of a canister right now, randomly. We have no idea what's in here. Here it is. Our first one. Scrooge. Better as a duck. Great <laughs> In a Christmas Carol. <laughs> Fond memories. Money. I want it. <laughs> Poetic, Sam. <laughs> that was not a haiku. That was just was a broken a sentence. <laughs> that was like that was eight a misshapen thoughts. <laughs> Scrooge, Kevin. Um Memories of going to a Christmas carol with family every Christmas. Yeah. You have to work on Christmas Eve, Cratchit. <laughs> <laughs> Says the music person. 
<laughs> he was looking at me with alarm and intensity. I just want everybody to know. <laughs> this interesting phrase that came out, Aaron. Like, Where did that come from? Is that, I is would that, like Christmas Eve. How long have you, you been holding that in, Aaron? Okay. <laughs> okay, here's another one I pulled out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how this has anything to do with Christmas. I think oh, someone, mis- Christmas someone, someone misunderstood the directions. The topic is carbonated water. <laughs> carbonated water. Okay, look, give your two sentences. We'll start with Matt. Bubbly with the joy of Christmas. Absolutely disgusting. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> <laughs> Refreshing, no calories. <laughs> uh, please pass the carbonated water. <laughs> All right, next one. Santa's weight. W e i g h t. I'm concerned about the rapid gain and loss based on the Rudolph. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, cartoon story. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Santa's weight. Alarming. <laughs> okay, G.K. Chesterton, who said. I don't trust cold, thin people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, last one. Here we go. Come on, people. Let's get another one by Aaron that has nothing to do with Christmas. (laughs) Wow. Christmas carols in the mall. Lovely and festive. I like it. I like that they're singing our music, except for the Paul McCartney ones. But the old classic carols, (laughs) I'm like, hey, that's our music. Love it. Um, not sure whether I should stop or listen or just Stand keep, in or line. keep consuming yeah. material possessions. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah, I feel conflicted because is this the space for it? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> just enjoy the music. <laughs> stop thinking so much. Hold on. Can we get back to the beef segment? <laughs> I have a beef now. Well, our first Christmas special episode podcast, Curious Church. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas, Christmas, everyone. I'm Sam. I'm Matt. I'm Aaron. I'm Kevin. Thanks for being Christmas curious with us.